You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 45, 10 Simple Ways to Calm Your Audition Nerves. Let's get started. guys, what's going on? It is Maggie Barra here and welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for joining us. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. So before we dive into today's topic, I wanted to read for you this week's review of the week. I do this every week, but this one is really, really special to me. This one comes from Tyler, and he says this. I had been going through a rough last couple of years after getting out of an emotionally abusive relationship and losing my dad and ultimately losing all of my drive and motivation and passion for things like theater that I used to have. That was until my best friend Daisha introduced me to this podcast and what Maggie Barra does. Not only is she an inspiration to me, but she has also helped give me back my courage motivation, and drive in theater, and made me realize all over again why I love it so much. It's like falling in love with performing all over again. Maggie has and continues to inspire me daily with the podcast and her messages because it makes me a better version of me and also do what I love and gives me strength to overcome my hardships and work harder than I ever have to be the actor I truly want to be. I can't thank Daisha or Maggie enough for what they have done for me. You guys, was that not the sweetest review that I have read on this podcast thus far? I just want to take the time to thank Tyler Daisha, and honestly, all of you for leaving reviews, telling your friends about the podcast, sharing it on your Instagram stories, sending me DMs, sending me emails. Y'all are honestly the best. So without further ado, let's get into today's topic. I have a very, very special guest, guest hosting the show with me today. You might have seen him palling around with me at auditions or making an appearance here and there on my Instagram, acting a fool. It is none other than my sweet, sweet boyfriend, Colin Sanderson. If you guys don't already know him, I don't know what you're doing with your life because he is the kindest, most selfless person I've ever met in my life. So if you want to smile and you see him in an audition, go up and say hi and have a conversation with him. Colin has spent the past eight years working as an actor in Chicago. His most recent credits include Little Mermaid, where we met, and Newsies at the Fireside Theater, Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, A Pirate's Christmas with Lithgow Family Panto. Other regional credits include Holiday Inn, Singing in the Rain, and Elf the Musical at the Marriott Theater, Cabaret at Theater at the Center, 
Funny Girl and James and the Giant Peach at the Broadway Palm Dinner Theater, and The Adams Family, Hairspray, Joseph, and so much more at Little Theater on the Square. Colin received his BFA in musical theater from the Chicago College of Performing Arts at Roosevelt University. He's a proud equity member, and he now resides in New York City. Hi, Colin. Say hi to the fans. Hi, guys. (laughs) So today, as you know, as I started it off, we're going to be talking about 10 really simple ways that you can combat your nerves when it comes to auditions. Colin, so I know that you recently moved to New York City from Mm -hmm. Chicago. You spent the past eight years working there. What is the biggest difference or some of the biggest differences between auditioning in Chicago versus auditioning in New York City? Number one, the major difference would be how many people there are in New York City. And that actually was a huge transition for me getting to get used to. Yeah. If you guys know, I mean, if you're, if you have been in any part, uh, an actor in New York City, you know what the audition game is like in New York. You know how hectic it can be. You know how crazy audition holding rooms can be and lines. Can you talk about that, about standing in line at Six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, waiting outside in the cold. (laughs) (laughs) Not something you had to experience in Chicago, yes? No, no, because I had my car. I was able to, like, stay warmed up in my car and just wait outside the equity building until my audition. And now you warm up in the subway. Yes. The dream. Yeah. We're living the dream. Mm -hmm. So then why did you move? Why did you decide to make that move to New York? I spent a year as equity in Chicago once I got my equity card because I wanted to see what the difference was going to be. I I worked a lot as non-equity at the big equity houses in Mm -hmm. Chicago, Marriott Theater, Theater at the Center. I was auditioning for Drury Lane a lot, Chicago Shakes, Goodman. I wanted to see how they would perceive me now being equity, and I ended up booking a lot, not necessarily in Chicago. I I booked the Fireside. um, I booked the Marriott again, but I felt um, that New York was really the place I wanted to be in terms of opportunity. And because of all the shows I did that first year of being equity, I made a lot of friends who were in New York. Mm. So New York became not as scary anymore. And I felt confident to come out here and really pursue my dream of one day being on Broadway. Um, and the, I realized that there were a lot more opportunities in New York compared to Chicago. And that was really enticing. So as you know, there are a ton of opportunities in New York, which means that there are a ton of people in New York as well, trying to go for basically the exact same things you're going for and auditioning for the same things you're auditioning for. So I felt like you would be a really great person to talk to about this topic because of the massive transition that you had to make. And I wanted to know and discuss with you certain ways to work on calming your audition nerves and doing the best you possibly can in terms of auditioning and bringing in your best self. So I know for me, I have a couple of tricks up my sleeve that I've learned over the years and I've learned either by watching and observing actors 
do these things or having conversations with people that I really respect and admire who do these things, but I want to know your go-tos. So when you first walk into an audition holding room and you sit down, what is the one thing that you do that you know every time is going to help you focus and calm your nerves? Well, I usually like to find a seat, an actual chair. I don't like sitting on the ground because I find that that's really uncomfortable for me and that affects my nerves and just how I'm feeling emotionally. That is really helpful to find that out for yourself, though, because if you're someone who knows that if you're sitting down, you're going to feel hunched over, you're going to get stressed, you're going to hold tension on the ground, then set yourself up for success. Find a chair, even if you have to sit a couple of feet away or outside the audition room whatever is going to make you do your best work in the audition room but continue yeah um I find that sitting in a chair really grounds me and I really just focus on my breath Hmm. and sometimes I'll listen to music but really I just kind of like peace and quiet when I can find it Mm -hmm. in Chicago that was easier than New York (laughs) um and then once I'm online usually I'll say a prayer to myself Um, sometimes I'll say a prayer to myself in my car before an audition or in my bedroom the night before or the morning of. Um, and really once I'm online, I'm solely focused on my breath and grounding myself. And really just what that means is just feeling my weight in the ground and focusing on where my tension is Mm. and If I do feel like my tension's in my shoulders, in my chest, which is usually where I hold tension, I Mm. like to visualize myself pushing it down to my feet and feeling strong and grounded. And in addition to that, I completely focus my mind body in the story that I want to tell in the audition room with the song that I've chosen whether that means focusing on the specific person who I am envisioning singing the song to or focusing on kind of an event that was similar in my life to the emotional state of the character that I'm singing, that I'm singing the song about, um, that really kind of puts me in the zone for then going into the audition room. Cool. So you have a couple of go-tos. I mean, sounds like centering yourself by sitting, finding a calm or seemingly calm Mm -hmm. place in the room to focus, focusing on your breath, and ultimately grounding yourself by keeping your intentions clear about what you're singing and who you're singing about, and that's it. Yeah. Um, And that is really, really tough to do. That whole, everything that Colin was saying is something that you will learn over time, over a period of time where you've been auditioning a lot and I'm sure it's going to change for him it's going to change for me but likely it's going to be different for every single one of you so I have a question though um in terms of grounding you talk about grounding yourself and grounding yourself in the floor and grounding yourself in in your music do you find that certain material or even certain outfits or attire can hinder you in any way in terms of calming your nerves? Yeah, I find that if I'm wearing tennis shoes, I really don't like wearing tennis shoes for auditions. I don't feel grounded. 
um, or like I feel the floor and my weight is sometimes not even in a tennis shoe, especially if it's a running shoe. So usually I like to wear, I have three or four pairs of Timberland boots that I wear for auditions all the time because they're heavy and I just feel solid in them or a nice, simple dress shoe. And if I'm going into an, in a dance audition, I've recently found out that I love wearing my Laduca character boots. Mm-hmm. I feel super confident dancing in those. However, I've discovered that in New York, a lot of these dance auditions are requiring sneakers or tennis shoes. And I hate dancing mm-hmm. in my sneakers. Don't we all? Because I can't turn in them. And that actually was causing me to get anxiety and nerves when a dance audition should, I should feel really confident. Mm -hmm. So I recently researched and ordered a pair of dance sneakers, like hip hop shoes Mm -hmm. that I could turn in. They have like a turn pad in them and the rubber is completely different than a regular tennis shoe. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds like, you know, you have to figure out a way to adapt to your situation, but also figure out what works best for you. So in Colin's situation, he's saying that sneakers are not ideal for him, so he doesn't wear sneakers to his singing auditions. And even when he has to, in terms of dance auditions, he's making sure that the shoes that he's going to wear, um, he's able to turn in and he's able to move in confidently. And I feel the same way when it comes to picking shoes, especially for auditions, I am someone who's very particular about what I wear in an audition on my feet because I am always in pain in heels and I am someone who just doesn't love to wear heels. I am a gal who would rather be in Doc Martin boots than anything else in this entire world or high top sneakers. So when I have to go in for a character that is totally not me, that totally wears heels all the time, I have to adapt. I have to adapt to the situation and I have to make sure that the heel that I have selected for my audition is thicker, has maybe a a shorter heel, but a thicker base, whatever. Maybe it has a platform so that it still gives me height, but it's not as painful on my feet. I have to make sure that maybe it's not too narrow. Things like that really attribute to my anxiety auditioning because if I'm walking around in heels that I don't feel good in and I don't feel comfortable in, I am not setting myself up for success and I'm only leading myself into a situation that I could have fixed by just choosing different attire and choosing different shoes. So we've talked about a lot already. We've talked about breathing and finding a calm space and choosing specific attire to make sure that you are going to set yourself up for success. Now you talked about earlier music. Mm -hmm. Do you make a playlist for auditions? Talk to me about that. Yes. In Chicago, I never really listened to music on my phone. I really only listened to it at home off of my computer, and I never really felt the need to listen to music before an audition. That completely changed once I moved to New York. And Why is that? It's because, Maggie, <laughs> you recommended it for me. You, re- you recommended putting a playlist together of um, music that I knew would calm me. A lot of that music is kind of alternative pop, worship music, mm-hmm. um, kind of folky pop. Uh, you introduced me to Maggie Rogers. 
so I have a whole playlist of basically those styles of um, music and those artists. And that really helped ground me, especially when you're going to audition in New York. It's the middle of the week. Mm. It's during audition season and the rooms are just packed. And naturally you feel that anxiety and the pressure of, okay, I'm in competition with all these people and it just naturally gets to you even though if you don't want it to. Mm. Sitting down and putting my headphones in and just having some calm music just kind of fill my body really allowed me to calm down, especially if I'm focusing on my breath while doing that. Mm -hmm. That helped a lot. Music is so important. I found that music is probably the most beneficial thing for me to use when I am feeling anxious or worried about my audition or I'm just generally nervous because there's so many people in the holding room, there's so much competition, or it's a really important audition, I found that music can significantly affect my mood. And I found that different styles of music will have different effects on my mood. So if I walk into an audition and I'm sluggish or I've had a long day already, I like to listen to something that's really gonna pump me up. Even if it's in total contrast to the show that I'm auditioning for. That being said, I agree. I feel like for me, I gravitate towards folky, calming music. He mentioned Maggie Rogers, but I'm telling you, if you listen to her in an audition holding room, your life is going to change and it's going to change for the better because that woman can put a spell on you and make you feel so much better. And it's people like that, like Sarah Bareilles, Ingrid Michaelson, Regina Spector, those very beautiful voices that just kind of like center you and put you in a really, really nice, happy mood um, are awesome. But I also want to talk about this with you. Now, you mentioned prayer. Mm-hmm. For me, something that really has helped me over the years is finding meditation, which is very similar. Um, And I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast before, but basically I have an app. It's called Insight Timer. A good friend recommended it to me, and I use it primarily for guided meditations. Now, I find that I only really use this app in auditions during those crazy winter months when there are a lot of people in an audition room. I'll use it when the room is packed, when the heat is blasting, and I can't find a seat. But basically, I meditate because I find that for me, like music, it centers me and it grounds me. And if you have a good chunk of time where you're just sitting and doing nothing, instead of scrolling through your phone and looking through Instagram or Facebook and whatever, what you can also try is meditation and specifically guided meditation. Now for guided meditation, what happens is, of course, someone is talking on the other end um, and On the Insight Timer, you can choose things for anxiety or nerves or just general tension. I feel like I should be an ambassador for Insight Timer, but I'm sure they're not listening to a podcast about actors. I wish they were. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so meditation. Have you ever tried that before, Colin, or no? I haven't. Um, It's been recommended to me, but... 
the only times where I've tried something like that, not necessarily guided meditation, but kind of more self meditation Mm -hmm. was actually in Chicago. I haven't done it much in New York, but I started to do it. I think for a week I did it right before bed. Mm -hmm. I literally just sat on the floor and had my room dimly lit Mm -hmm. and really just focused on my breath and closed my eyes and, um, just kind of watched my thoughts go through my mind and then blur away and really just focused on centering myself and being present in the moment. And that I found that that really calmed me down before going to bed, especially if I, if I had a crazy day Mm -hmm. of auditions and class and, walking dogs if I was walking a dog that week or something Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean meditation is not for everyone it certainly was not for me prior to this but someone recommended it to me as well and I tried it and I found that it really helped me but some things will work better for you than others music might work better maybe prayer might work better or Honestly, maybe reading or writing or drawing or doing something that's creatively fulfilling as well while you wait. Have you ever maybe listened to a podcast or read a book or wrote something? Did you ever bring a a diary? Like, are you that sort of person or are you more into music and centering yourself that way? I'm really more so into music. Um... I do have an audition journal mm. that in Chicago, it was a physical journal mm-hmm. that I would bring to. We love an audition journal yes. here at Actor Aesthetic. And I would bring <laughs> that to my auditions and I would write down what happened in the room, who was in the room immediately after my audition. I would literally stay in the holding room and, and refill it out. And just so I could put it down on paper and then forget about it. Yes. In... New York and from recommendation from you, I ended up transferring that journal, which ended up being two journals after a few years in Chicago into an Excel spreadsheet, mm. um, which I now knew, do, I now use for my New York auditions. And audition journaling, though it might not necessarily help you in terms of getting ready for your audition, but afterwards I will say that it's definitely helped me reflect on my audition, on what happened in the room, and to let it go. Once I have written it down, once I've written down who was in the room, what I sang, what I wore, ultimately how I felt about my audition, and if I had any notes from them that I had to do, or if I had to sing the song again, whatever. Once I write all of that down, it is so much easier to just let the audition go. How has, that reminds me, because have you found that there are more auditions in New York City per week-ish than Chicago? Absolutely. So how has that affected nerves? Has that helped you? Or has that made it harder to center yourself? It made it harder in the beginning. Yeah. Um, In Chicago, I definitely got nervous before every audition because Chicago doesn't have as as many auditions as New York. And every audition kind of seemed like life or death, Mm. quote unquote. If I don't book this job, I'm not going to work for a year because all the Chicago theaters in Chicago audition basically a year in advance. So if you don't book a job, you basically don't have work for a year. Mm. 
what's nice about New York is there's constantly auditions. And at first, my nerves were really heightened because of all the people that were in these holding rooms and in all the buildings. And that was a lot to get used to. However, after a while, I would say probably after the first month I was here, I kind of felt numb to that. And now auditions are really a piece of cake. And that was really what I was hoping for when I moved here. I I remember having that conversation with you. I said, Colin, here's the deal. When you come to New York, there's going to be so many auditions. You're not even going to remember the one that happened the day before. I would have conversations with him when he was still in Chicago and he would ask me, oh, so what auditions did you go on today? And this was in January. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't even remember. I'm just worrying about the one tomorrow. So even if you are listening to me right now and you're not based in a huge theater hub like New York and you're just preparing for your school auditions or your college auditions or community theater, I think it's really important to keep creating opportunities for yourself and to keep finding opportunities, keep your eye out for more opportunities so that each one doesn't feel as life or death. Would you agree? Yes. I feel like when I was in college and I was auditioning, kind of felt like I think your experience in Chicago, though, of course, it's a little different. But in college, I mean, you only have so many auditions. You only have so many shows that you could potentially be or not be in, not participate in. So each audition feels like life or death, which is really hard to successfully do when it comes to auditioning. I mean, it has to be impossible when you put that much weight on it. So what did you find? How did you combat nerves when you didn't have as many auditions? Or, And you can take this back into high school or college. What did you find helped you in those situations when there weren't as many? Yeah. Um, constantly keeping up with my rep and yeah. everything that was in my book was really important because I wasn't doing it every day. And there were definitely times where I wasn't doing that every day or sometimes for a month I wasn't really keeping up my, with my rep, but there would be, if I was coming up on, a, on an audition, I'd be like, okay, Colin, it's Monday, you have an audition Friday, let's rework your rep. And I would just like talk to myself in my room and just sing in my room and walk around just to make sure I kept those lyrics and Mm. the notes in my head. Um, And my freshman year of college, I had a professor named Belinda Brenner and she told us about treating yourself after Mm. every audition because you get so worked up and there are nerves and anxieties that you get when you audition, she told us to treat ourselves after audition. It could be really anything. It could be a physical treat, like getting yourself some ice cream, Mm -hmm. or it could be go to the movies, buy something at a store that you've always wanted. Um, to treat yourself and, and tell your body, thank you for, for doing the work today. Mm. In college, my class called those Belinda treats, That's and I so cute. I still call them my Belinda treat even to this day. <laughs> What's your Belinda treat in New York City right now? Oh, it's usually getting juice generation, honestly. Ugh, juice gen, and I usually get an acai bowl. 
You love acai bowls. Yeah, I love that place. Go to Juice Gen. <laughs> Brand ambassadors for Juice Gen. And the Insight Timer app. <laughs> <laughs> so now I would love to talk about scheduling for auditions. Does that help you at all in terms of nerves? Colin and I have spent the past year now, I guess year and a half, maybe almost two years um, as members of Actors' Equity. But that's not to say that we did not know the non-ec life previous to that. Now, of course, Colin didn't experience the non-ec life in New York. He did so in Chicago, which is a little bit different. But as members of Actors' Equity now, we have the ability to schedule auditions a certain way. So talking as a member of Equity... How have you found scheduling to be beneficial to you when it comes to calming your nerves for auditions? I definitely feel calm when I actually get that appointment off the Equity website. Ugh. And just having it in my schedule that I will only be at Ripley Greer or Pearl Studios or the Actors' Equity building for maybe 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and then I'm out of there. Yeah. When I'm not able to get that audition appointment, when you're in that queue to sign up, it really does cause me a little bit of anxiety, especially if I have three auditions that I'm trying to get to that day and I have to wake up at six o'clock to get to the equity building by eight. I feel that. I'm getting nervous right now just thinking about that. Yeah, to sign up for an appointment and then go to another building to sign up for another appointment. If I just have it in my calendar the week before and I'm able to get those signed those audition slots online, I feel so much better knowing that I can sleep in, take my time, and feel mentally prepared for a day of three or four auditions. So that is one of the really incredible benefits of being a member of Actors' Equity. Actors' Equity Association is the union for professional actors and stage managers. And one of the incredible perks of being a member is that You have auditions that you are able to schedule a week beforehand. They're required auditions by specific productions and theaters and seasons, whatever. These specific shows that are running under an equity contract are required to have certain auditions. And so as a member of the union, you have the opportunity to sign up for these starting one week before online. Now, what Colin was talking about was that if he can't secure a slot online, which is very likely, yeah, especially in those crazy January, February, March months where it's hectic and there are a lot of people vying for a job, it gets stressful. Now, speaking as someone who was an EMC for a little bit in New York, I can say firsthand that it really sucked having to sit around and maybe not get seen for four or five, six hours and all of a sudden having to just jump up and do my best that I possibly could because timing worked out that I was able to be seen at a specific audition. Do you have any advice for that sort of situation when it comes to being a non-ec actor in New York or Chicago or wherever and the opportunity of having a specific time slot is not in your control? Yeah, I would say 
have stuff to do. Bring your computer, bring a book, bring a journal, keep yourself occupied so that the time flies by. And hopefully you have a lot to do. (laughs) Um, And when it does come time to get ready for going into the room, I would recommend immediately knowing what, for you, gets you focused and kind of in the zone for your audition and the material that you're about to do. So whether, again, that means listening to music, um, focusing on the story that you're about to tell, who you're talking to, what emotional state they're in, um, being able to have a quick trigger so that you can immediately get into the the world of your piece that you're doing after waiting around for maybe five hours I to would be equate seen. that to like working in the TV film world. Yes. Where you have to wait around for hours and you get up and you do a shot and then they have to move the cameras around and then you have to do it again and then they have to move the cameras around again so you're sitting around for 20, 30, 40 minutes and then you all of a sudden have to get back into a really dramatic scene or whatever. And that is exactly the same when it comes to auditioning, especially when you're waiting around for a long time for Mm -hmm. your audition and you don't have the opportunity to select when exactly you will be seen. Now, even equity actors experience this as well. I mean, in those crazy hectic months of the winter when there are a lot of people vying for slots in different shows for summer stock, whatever, you can be sitting on the alternate list for a long time and then all of a sudden you just came back from the bathroom or you just came back from walking around outside to get some air or some food and your name is called and you have to just go up I think having a quick trigger is really important for me I like to do something physical that's going to help me. I'm, I'm very much a physical actor. I like to work from the outside in as opposed to from the inside out. So for me, if the person that I'm portraying in the song that I'm singing has a specific walk or a specific stance or a specific attitude about themselves, I like to put that into my journey walking onto the line outside of the audition or to get my body going and to warm up my voice, I like to do physical things like stretching or even just like little things to get my heart rate up, like jumping jacks, like something really small that's going to get me alive, awake, alert, and present for the audition. So I want to move on to something that I think is really important to talk about because it can be a really hard thing to navigate when it comes to auditions, when there are a lot of people sitting in a holding room next to you. So again, this is an episode all about giving you examples of what we do and seeing for yourself if it's going to work for you. If not, that's cool. But if you do find something that works for you, then that's even better. But I have found that there are two very different types of people in an audition holding room. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. But there are the people that want to stay completely inwards and to themselves. 
And I'm definitely one of them. That's why I have sound noise-canceling headphones so that I can't hear anyone. <laughs> and I hope that they don't ever come up to me and talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm only half kidding. If you know the podcast and the blog, please come up to me and say hello. But for the most part, I'm very introverted. And then you have the other people in the room who are fairly extroverted and are free to have conversations and... Most of them are polite. I haven't met too many people that are just outrageously, obnoxiously extroverted and want everyone to know that they're in the audition room. That's not really something that I see very often, Mm -hmm. occasionally. But for the most part, it's just you have the introverts and you have the extroverts, and that's it. Where do you fall on that line? I'm an introvert as well. I enjoy seeing my friends at Mm -hmm. auditions however there are those days where I really just don't want to talk to people Mm -hmm. especially if I'm really tired and I kind of know for myself when I am willing to put myself out there and start socializing with people before an audition and when I need my own space before an audition how you're very very good at this but I want you to explain to them how do you navigate finding a polite way to tell a friend or an acquaintance or whoever's talking with you on an audition that you need time to prepare or you need time to focus on your audition. Yeah. So if we're in a conversation and I can kind of tell that the conversation isn't really going anywhere at some point or another, and there's kind of a break in the topic that we're talking about, I will just politely say, Hey, Max, for example, I don't really have a friend named Max, but I'm just going to use that as a name. Um, Hey, Max, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to focus on my audition. I'm going to be going into the room soon. Um, I'm just going to prep for a little bit. Um, It was great seeing you. And I'll just kind of say something to that effect, Mm -hmm. just being very polite um, and just letting them know that I am about to go into my audition Mm -hmm. and I need time to just kind of get in the zone. And usually they will respect that and respect my space. Absolutely. Because they're actors and they, they get it. Yeah. That's something for me, I'm still trying to figure out because I am super introverted, but there are times where I want to talk with my friends and I want to hang out because actually sometimes that makes me feel better Mm -hmm. in an audition setting. Um, it makes me feel better knowing that I, know someone in the room and that I have someone rooting for me and I'm rooting for them. But there are absolutely more so than not days where I, I just need to focus on me. I have spoken to people who find that actually having conversations with other actors, meeting new actors in holding rooms, etc., helps their audition nerves, which is great, especially if you do it respectfully, politely, and you're not too loud, and you're not distracting, then all power to you. I mean, that's another way of coping with this crazy industry. And if you can find friendship and meaningful conversation out of that, then all power to you. I think that's really important as well. Yeah. The final topic I want to cover today when it comes to calming your audition nerves is preparation. I feel like I am a broken record when it comes to preparation. When I talk about it on my podcast and when I write about it on my blog, I just feel like it all comes down to preparation. How do you 
prepare for... So there are really two kinds of auditions. There are appointment calls where you're auditioning for a specific character and you have material that was sent to you and you have to prepare that. Mm -hmm. And then you have more open call type auditions where they're either a true open call or they're an equity principal audition or an equity course call. They're very different in terms of preparation because in your EPA's, ECC's open calls, you can prepare your material and you can be doing it over and over again for different auditions. But when it comes to auditions where you have appointments or classes where you have to learn specific material for specific characters, how do you prepare to put your best foot forward in an audition and to lessen your anxiety and your nerves? Yeah, when I feel like I've done all of my work on the character, the story, the material. I know my lyrics and my words if I'm doing a scene like the back of my hand. And being prepared with that material, I feel confident going into the audition room and knowing that I've done my work in circumstances where I feel like I haven't had that much time to prepare for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. I do find that my anxiety goes up, my nerves skyrocket because I feel like I haven't had the opportunity to put my best foot forward. That rarely happens only in kind of dire circumstances where just life happens and I don't have time. But preparation really does help with your confidence and your nerves. Elaborate for me and for the listeners what you mean when you say that you did your work. You did your homework. You did your work on the script, on the character. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so if it's an invited appointment and they give you material, by homework I mean um, you've read the script. Usually they'll email it to you in a Dropbox folder You've done research on the character. Specifically for me, what's more helpful is knowing how I relate to the character and bringing that to the table and focusing on kind of the three main key points in your material, which are objective, tactics, moment before, and the what if. What? That was four. Or the four. Colin can't count. It's it's on record now that Colin Sanderson official cannot mm. count. Mm. But please continue. Four, <laughs> knowing your objective, your tactics to get your objective, um, and the moment before, and that can be from the show or that can be something that you relate to. Mm-hmm. And the what well, I like to call the magic what if. So what putting yourself in that circumstance and emotionally connecting to it. I love that. I 100% agree. I feel like I do my best work and I show my best self in the audition room when I'm totally prepared and when I do my work, when I go back and I really immerse myself in the time period of the show and the characters and I read the script and I actually do that work instead of just reading the Cliff Notes version. But again, it just all comes down to what works for you, and that may come over time. I definitely didn't know what worked for me when I first came to New York after I graduated. I didn't know if meditation was going to be my thing, if music was going to be my thing. I tried reading. I had a couple of 
I don't know if you knew this, I downloaded like a couple of books on like my iPad and I would bring that to auditions, but I am just someone who cannot focus in an audition setting while reading. And I've never been that kind of person and I tried to be, but it's just not me. Something that I think really helps me is music or just keeping my mind off of things by watching videos, Mm -hmm. watching comedy, listening to comedy. Just for me, sometimes what helps, especially if I feel really prepared, is to immerse myself in something that almost makes me forget about the situation. Yeah. But again, that comes down to what works for you and not everything's going to work for you and not everything's going to work for some of your friends. But as long as you can find what is most beneficial to you, you will always put your best foot forward in the audition room. For me, it was a lot of trial and error. And some days, some like listening to music, meditation, prayer, that might work for me one day, that might not work for me another day. So it's kind of just listening to your body and being aware of what you need in that moment. I love that. Well, I feel like that's a great way to end things today. I really enjoyed having Colin on the show. I don't know about y'all, but I thought he was really fun to have. So I appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks for for having me. me. To be honest, you guys, I usually am very prepared when it comes to recording my podcast. I like to be very succinct. I like to know exactly what I'm going to say. So this was harder for me in a way because I'm not used to the interview style of podcasting. But if this is an episode that you liked today, I would really, really appreciate it. I know Colin would too, because he is now a very big fan of Instagram. (laughs) Go ahead and screenshot the episode and tag at Actor Aesthetic and at Colin Sanderson underscore official. I will put all of that information in the show notes below. But yeah, thank you, Colin, so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. You're awesome. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys. And uh, until next week, it takes village.